BC, what a wonderful place. Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we are going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere we can eat or drink local. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dan, and we are talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. Let's get into it. Hey, Dan. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Not too bad. How about yourself? Pretty good. You got the big move coming up, hey? Sure do. Oh, getting so excited. What is it? 18 days. 18 days in the wow. move into our house. Oh, I'm so excited. That's great. Yeah, congratulations again. It's going to be nice to have our own space. And as much as I love living with my parents, it's going to be nice to have just my own space again. Well, our own space. Nothing is ever yeah. just mine anymore. Well, with four <laughs> bedrooms, it might be. <laughs> it might be. Yeah, we still have no idea what we're yeah. going to do with our last bedroom. We'll figure it out. Yeah. It could be your podcast studio. Ooh, yes, it could. Yes, it Perfect. could. I do think it should be noted that you don't permanently live with your parents. And yes. this is just temporary between housing. I Yes, I would also like to reaffirm that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like some 30-year-old. Not that there's anything wrong with it because the housing market and rentals is just ridiculous. But I'm not somebody who's living with their parents permanently. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, and in addition to that, you are now actually working on the island, which is huge for you because this is what the first time ever in your career as a paramedic where you've actually worked on the same body of land that you were living initially i was so actually yeah the only time that i've worked and lived on the same island has been my second station which was souk so technically it's the same island but it's not right. really the same community right it's about 45 minutes northwest of victoria so still a little bit of a commute there but but yeah now i've just finished my first block in victoria and it's got an eight minute bike ride to and from work and oh it's just so much better such good like not, work-life balance not taking the bc ferries every time you had to go to work was <laughs> oh my god Both you get to sleep fight. in your bed all the time way more now so yeah absolutely i get to see my wife and my dog every day it's fantastic it's such a treat working in the living in your same community <laughs> imagine wanting to see your wife and dog i know so i, I don't know <laughs> that's crazy talk <laughs> ah, well that's great things are really starting to work out for you guys over there which is super good to hear absolutely yeah man it's yeah. uh just like not even just the the work life balance. It just seemed I seem to have more bandwidth to do stuff because I'm not constantly thinking of my commute to and from Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and for a four day block, it adds essentially a whole day's worth between two half day travels. Yeah. So you would have what two, three three days maybe fully to your to be off instead of the four that you're supposed to because Absolutely. of the travel schedule. But yeah, and like today is my fourth day off, and it just. Oh, it's amazing. I can't believe it. It feels, <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I wish I got four days off, but right. then again, I don't like working 12-hour shifts. So, Or nights. <laughs> nights yeah. suck. All right. Well, nobody on the island uh, get sick, please, because Dan would like to sleep. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I need my beauty sleep. Come on. <laughs> No, you're a very good paramedic, and you're happy to help anybody who needs it, Absolutely. just in case there's yeah. lawyers listening. Yes, yes. I very much enjoy my job, and I actually very much uh, look forward to going to work tomorrow and for the block. So Awesome. Yeah. That's really great to hear. All right, let's get into it. What do you got for me this week, Jeff? 
So, this week we're talking wine. So, I picked a... uh, How would I describe this? It is a bigger, small winery in BC. A bigger, smaller? I would say... Hmm. Yeah. I, (laughs) I would say it's one of the bigger ones. It's definitely not the biggest, but I have been visiting Volcanic Hills for many years now, and... They've continued to grow, and their estate is right. huge. They're in West Kelowna, and they do they do a lot there. They have tons and tons of wines, uh, which we'll get into in a few minutes. They also have their restaurant that they opened a few years ago called Blue Saffron, which is Ooh. really high-end but approachable food. Right. So they had, at least when I went there a couple years ago, they had things like duck wings. So they were like duck wings but in the style of chicken wings and quack, quack. they had this kind of tamarind sweet and spicy glaze on them and th- they were delicious and kind of a nice change from your average you know chicken wing right <laughs> and they have some fancier things like some good fish dishes and they've got flatbread and baked brie and falafel fritters and those are just the appetizers they've got some handhelds they've got your fancier kind of steaks and pork and and stuff like that. It is very omnivorous, so right. I wouldn't suggest it if you're on the vegetarian side of the spectrum. Right. But for those who do want a nice fancy meal with an amazing overlook of the estate winery, it is very very nice place to go. They do have some vegetarian and vegan options, but I wouldn't say that it is a place to specifically seek out for that. The winery itself is now 12 years old. They opened in May of 2010 and slowly have just been increasing their repertoire continuously. Yeah. When I first really discovered them was I had gone to a quite famous Indian food restaurant in Vancouver called Vidges. Yeah. And they had this wine that they were one of the only places in BC that served it outside of the, the vineyard. And it was specifically catered, or well, well, it was sorry, and it paired so perfectly with Indian food because it countered the spice. It was a little bit on the sweeter side, and I'll I'll tell you why. Um, but it was also this deep, rich, super full-bodied red that had so much flavor that it could keep up with the flavors of the of the Indian food that we were having. Wow, that wine is called Lava Red. And a lot of people like to say bad things about blends, but right. blends, especially in BC, are very healthy and very good ways to get a nice, robust wine. Mm-hmm. And despite there not only being a single varietal uh, in this wine, the flavors all work so well together. Huh. What's really interesting about this one in particular is it is technically the varietals are Zweigelt, Merlot, Marichal Fauche and Pinot Noir. Wow. So a little bit more on the lighter side, but as they work together, the Merlot and the Fauche add that body to it. Right. So it has that kind of heavier body. But each of those four are aged in barrels on their own. Right. And then blended together to achieve the profile. And then right before bottling, they add a touch of Zweigelt ice wine. To give it just a hint of sweetness. Interesting. And it sounds kind of weird. And it sounds like, oh, I don't want a sweet wine. I want something that's a little bit drier. But it really works with this. Because 
because of the heavy body, it allows it to have that sweetness without it being sweet. Right. So again, with Indian food, for example, it works extremely well. Anything spicy, anything kind of heavier notes, like it would go really well with it with a steak even and like a peppercorn sauce, something that has a bit of a kick to it. Right. And yeah, it, it was fantastic. Other, other wines that they have in particular, they have several blends that are named after volcano style things. So lava, magma and eruption uh, yeah. because the location is on Mount Boucherie, which is actually a dormant volcano. Is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But what that also does is it gives a nice ashy terroir to the, to the land where the the wine is growing so it gets a lot of the acidity out of the grapes so Ah. it's not going to have that kind of acidity or very acidic flavor that you would get from your typical whites and bc is really good for growing whites it's not as good for growing reds at least not this part of in Kelowna. a little Mm. bit further south it gets better but they do have some grapes growing further south right i believe where they can get those fuller body reds yeah. But a lot of the grapes that they have are grown on site. And they have, you know, your typical BC varietals, Gamay, Gortzaminer. Mm-hmm. Oh, classic. They have Pinot Noir. They have Riesling. And they have some that are less common in BC, but growing popularity, like Zweigelt and Cabernet, mm-hmm. Sauvignon. Yeah. Um, but what's really interesting that I le- learned that they recently added is a Viognier. Uh-oh. And Viognier is... It's a it's a white. I would say it's comparable to a riesling, but a little bit less sweet. And I haven't seen a lot of it being produced in in BC. I've really developed a liking for Viognier as well. I think it's a really nice and smooth grape. It is super drinkable in the oh, summers. Absolutely. So I'd be really interested to try that one. Yeah. As well. Perfect. Oh, there's your summer uh, drink list uh, started right there. Yeah, exactly. They also produce a, a series of ice wines, as I mentioned in the. Lava, they have a Zweigelt ice wine, but they also yep. sell that by itself. Oh. They also have a Chardonnay ice wine, which is, sounds super interesting. Yeah, yeah. And they also have a Lapilli ice wine, which is a blend and also named after volcanoes. So, <laughs> I sense a theme with this winery. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, and then they have you know they, you know they have a couple of bubblies and some rosés and stuff like that. So it's really great. I really like their Gamay as well. Mm-hmm. It's the first Gamay that I had where I realized that Gamay sounds the same way as it tastes. If you, <laughs> if you, if you sip it and then you kind of feel that yam yang kind of feeling on your tongue. So it's a, anyway, that's how I always remember kind of what it tastes like. I love that. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. To be fair, my wife actually uh, is a co-founder of that joke. So ah, fair enough. Give credit where it's due. Good on you. Um, yeah, but so yeah, Volcanic Hills is great. It, it's pretty hard to miss. It's it's pretty close to the highway uh, going through West Kelowna, and there's signs for it everywhere. But it it right. sits on the very top of this hill, or almost on the top of this hill, and it overlooks down the estate. You've got Mount Boucherie Winery, mm-hmm. which is also located on Mount Boucherie. Right. Just just uphill from them is Beaumont, which is an organic vineyard. Oh, I think we went to Beaumont, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. and then across. The road and up the hill, there is some more wineries, including Mission Hill, and but you get this beautiful overlook of the lake. Many of the wineries that are there boast their view, and in Lake Country in BC, it's just views of endless lakes, um, and so that's really 
just such an incredible place to go and have a glass of wine on their patio, even if you don't get food. Oh, yeah. You know, it's in this little cluster of, of wineries there, too. So if, if you go there, you can hit up the ones around it as well. Oh, yes. Oh, I love the Okanagan so much. <laughs> oh, one, one other thing is, so the Lava Red was their first version of this kind of blend where they put in a little bit of ice wine into their drink or into their wine. And since then, they've also produced a Lava White. And the Lava White, I think, is a little bit on the sweeter side, since white tends to err on the sweeter side anyway. I much prefer the red. But for someone, especially someone kind of starting to get into wine, I think it's a really, really nice introduction. Mm -hmm. Again, though, I I wouldn't just sit and drink a full bottle of that by itself. I would make sure to pair it with something that would counterbalance that sweetness. But it, it really... There's nothing like it I've ever had anywhere else because the sweetness isn't artificial. So you don't get that. You get that really natural fructose sweetness right. rather than the, the added sugar sucrose sweetness that you would get from wines that are intentionally sweetened. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I really appreciate, I can, I'm really starting to appreciate naturally sweet wines rather than artificially. So this sounds right up my alley. Yeah. And if it's, if it's sweetened naturally, or if it's if it's sweet on its own because of the way the grapes have grown, yes. Or it's been been processed, you can you can drink a whole lot more of it, and it is not gonna give you as bad of a hangover or, or you know be as hard to to crush several glasses of. So the the naturally sweetened ones, it's the style of that grape. It's it's almost like having nice sweet grapes off the vine, right? As opposed to hey, this is wine, and they're trying to take the acidity out. So I really. I really appreciate it as well. I think it's really great. And this is just reminding me that I got to go back. I haven't been since, well, since this COVID is, I've only been back once since COVID. And I usually go at least once a year up to that area and get to try Volcanic Hills as well. So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I don't remember the last time we were up in that neck of the woods. (sighs) I got to go back. (laughs) Yeah. So for anyone passing through, the Kelowna area, I think this is a must oh, a must visit. Mm-hmm. And whether it's on a wine tour or a specific destination, I think it's definitely worth going to. They are located at 2845 Boucherie Road in West Kelowna. How bougie. And it's literally two minutes off the highway there. Perfect. So, yeah. Easily accessible then. Yeah, super accessible if you're driving through the area. A quick stop. Great view definitely oh, worth going to perfect sounds perfect yeah uh, i knew this i knew this segment would make me want to go back to the okanagan <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of mine are going to be out of the okanagan so me too <laughs> yeah well it's it's great but there's also as we'll explore during this show there's also great options all over bc so i'm very excited to explore that oh absolutely oh me too BC, what a wonderful place. Cool. Hey, Dan. Yeah? What'd you drink this week? Oh, I drank a lot this week. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) You want to pick one and let me know about it? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's hard to pick one. Uh, Let's see. What did I have recently? Um... You know what? I'll pick something that I drank last night, and it's, I'm going to take this in a bit of a different direction. This is kind of a non-alcoholic drink, 
so, okay. and it's sort of. It was a new kind of. It was a new kombucha uh, that Corey picked up. I our, love kombucha. Me too, and I love trying. Like, we should do a kombucha episode. Oh, we definitely should. Because <laughs> there's so many kombucha kombucheri. Is it kombucheri? Com- com- kombucheries, com- kombucha com- producers com- in BC and kombucha. They're so good. Anyway, oh, go ahead. So good, and they're so like versatile. You can have so many different flavors. Yeah. So we had uh, we generally kind of start if we're trying somewhere new, we try like we're trying a different kombucherie. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> that one out. Um, we tend to try to like one of like a classic one. So you're like ginger kombucha or something along those lines, and then we try right. something that like catches our eye. So my wife went into Thrifty Foods, our local grocery store, and she found this new one that we hadn't tried called Underground Kombucha. Um, and we tried their ginger, yeah, their ginger classic one, but that's not really the one that I want to talk about because it's just, it, w- it was very good. Gingery, but not smacky in the face. It was very drinkable. But I really want to talk about the other one, the Rose Hips and Hops. Ooh. So they call it Hip and Hop, and uh, which I thought was very clever. And it was, this was one of the more interesting kombuchas that I've had before. I, I think it was one of the first that I've tried that it has, like, hops within it. So it kind of brought me back to drinking beer, because it definitely, you can definitely taste the hops, but not in an IPA sort of way, where it's just, like, a pungent kind of punch to the mouth. <laughs> it was a lovely balance of sweet floral rose hips mix and then finishing off with some uh, really light hops and I thought it, the combination of the two the sweet and the kind of savory aspects of it made it for a very very interesting very satisfying kombucha experience awesome yeah so look out for it in your local grocery store because they are worth trying for sure what's, what's the brand name again? underground kombucha Underground kombucha. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. So what would you rate that out of 150,000 bubbles? Uh, ooh. Oh, geez. I would probably give it 135,322 bubbles. Okay. It was very, it was just very interesting. Definitely go for it again. Yeah, like I said, one of the more interesting kombuchas that I've ever tasted. So, yeah, it gets high marks from me. High amount of bubbleage. That's awesome. Great. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Dan. Tell me what you drank this week. That's a really good question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to stray away from wine as well, but I'm going to stick to alcoholic. Nice. I don't know, this might be a bit of a cop-out, but have you tried the new pink lemonade flavor of nudes? I haven't, no. Do you like nudes? I do. I do like nudes. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like nudes? Uh, No, but this, in the last six months or so, I've really been getting into drinking nudes. If you don't know, it's a vodka soda company, and they've recently branched out, and they have gin soda and tequila soda as well, and they have naturally flavored, so it's not... I think it's only 100 calories a can, which is nice and low, uh, maybe less nice. even. It's kind of like having like a bubbly or a liqueur, but alcoholic. Right. And they released recently this new pink lemonade flavor. And honestly, I cannot put it down, like in a healthy way. Like it's so good. It's, <laughs> I wish they made it non-alcoholic because I would drink it all the time. It's so good. I don't know. I, I grew up drinking pink lemonade. Oh, so did I. All the time. Which I think is what? Just like grapefruit? Grapefruit flavored, but like super sweet? 
I think. And my mom... I thought it was just lemonade that was dyed pink. I, I don't know. I don't even know what pink lemonade is. It doesn't matter. It's delicious. But yeah, I also have this d- distinct memory of this dessert my mom made when I was a kid. And I would go nuts for it. And it was yeah. a graham cracker crust in a pie shell. And right. then a can of pink lemonade concentrate. Right. Vanilla ice cream. Mixed together, spread out into the pie shell, and then peaches on top. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that sounds delicious. It was outrageous. But the point of that <laughs> the point the point of that story <laughs> the point of that story is to tell you how near and dear to my heart pink lemonade is. And when this new um flavor came out i was ecstatic and i honestly have been for the most part foregoing beer and foregoing wine and any other kind of drink in in uh in preference to a pink lemonade nude i I mean all their flavors are good i I like all their flavors um but their their pink lemonade is just just absolutely out of this world the only gripe i have with it is that it comes in a different size can and instead of coming with um, coming in like a box or anything, it comes with those plastic rings on them. Oh, and all all their six packs still come with plastic rings on them. Which, as like an environmentalist, I wish that they came in cardboard or one of those like reusable plastic yeah. clip on tops. So that's the only problem I have with it, and uh, that they're not yet in mix packs. So, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. But so opportunity for. For something else, for for future development, if you yes. will. Yeah, and I believe they're a local company. I think, I think you're right. I think it's Vancouver, isn't it? I have no idea, but I think <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I think I think they're a local company. They work with animal rescues as well. They do donations to animal rescues. They have they're growing. They have great customer service. I had, um, I had a a can that was. I bought a six pack and one of the cans was only a third full and I messaged them and right away they sent me a whole new six pack and like a hat and a t-shirt and like a pen and paper and stuff. It was great. Their customer service is awesome. Yeah. I never, I never asked for anything from them, but they just did anyway. Holy moly. But yeah, it was, um, so if you get the chance and, and you appreciate a vodka soda, check out the pink lemonade. I, I think that nude is up there. Like, you know, it's comparable with white claw and, and, um, neutral and all those kinds but personally yeah, yeah. I, I lean towards nude the most i think oh fair enough and especially if it's local yes oh that's that's yeah. really cool i feel like the vodka like soda world is becoming more and more popular as time goes on it is yeah but i think white claw and your hard tea and your mike's hard lemonade kind of thing has kind of started that yeah that trend but i'm i like that, that they're kind of going towards not as sweet where it's more yes. about the flavors rather than a bunch of sugar, because sugar gives me headaches. Exactly, yeah. The only time I have ever thrown up from alcohol was because of... Oh, no. Oh, it just escaped me. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, Palm Bays. Palm Bays. That was the only time I've ever thrown up from alcohol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's great. And um, to be honest, I recently was saying... 
hey, why am I buying this product when I can just make it at home? I have a soda stream and I <laughs> and I have flavors that I can get, <laughs> but you know what? I can't make a pink lemonade flavor and I certainly can't make it to taste as good as that. So support local and and it's Absolutely. it's worth the extra couple bucks in my opinion. Oh, 100% it is. I'll have to look out for that. Um, I didn't realize that they did a new flavor yeah, of it. So It's great. Something to look for at my local liquor store. Excellent. Like I need <laughs> any more. <laughs> Jeff, what would you give this drink out of a scale of 138 oil-based painting? <laughs> I would give it... The drink itself, I would give... 135 oil-based paintings and three acrylics. Mm. Oh, nice. <laughs> but the overall experience, I have to say, because of the plastic, is going to knock it down a couple pegs. So I would say it's probably a 130 oil-based paintings. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Fantastic. And maybe they should sponsor the show because I will. I love it. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lot of oil-based yeah. paintings all right although you never specified the size of the oil-based paintings they could be really little oh yeah. shoot <laughs> okay that's fair yeah all right dan what do you got for me what i've got kind of a similar area to you i also am doing a winery this one is very close to my heart for a couple of reasons one being that it was the first time when my wife and i first were dating and were of age and whatever we took a trip out to the okanagan and this was actually the first winery that we went to is it moonstruck moon cursor yeah moon cursor yes so uh, i knew it you know me i'm a sucker for a good story behind a behind a label so and i really really enjoy this one so that's kind of where i'm gonna start yeah so Moon Cursor actually started as Twisted Tree Vineyards uh, in 2006, and in 2010, the same owners decided to change their name to a more dramatic Moon Cursor. And the reason behind it is they discovered that a Soyuz used to be a gold. There used to be a gold mine on the south side of of a Soyuz. On the if you look at if you know a Soyuz, it's kind of in the base of a valley in between two kind of higher cliffs. Absolutely gorgeous. And on the south side, close to the American border, there was a gold mine. And you can actually see it from the, brewer, from the brewery, from the winery, if you're visiting there. And you look across the water, and there's a little kind of lighter brown area. And that's actually the gold mine that they're referencing. Now, the reason that they call it Moon Cursor is when people would cross... There, there were smugglers that who would come across the border and would steal the gold and bring it back across the across the border back to where they're from in America. And they would do it by night. And the only time that they were ever caught by border patrol was when the moon was out because the border crossing agents would be able to see them. So they were moon they were cursing the moon. So I thought that was brilliant. I thought it was really really cool. And on the back of each of their bottles, they referenced that by saying Damn you, Moon, for lighting my run tonight. This gold is mine and no border agent is going to tax me. That's awesome. So, and when you look at the labels, they're really, really cool. So they're black labels with highlights of gold. And there's these kind of creatures that are a human body with foxes' heads, it kind of looks like. And they're kind of skulking around with bags of what I can only assume is gold. And then they also kind of 
attach other things like mules, saddlebags, gold nuggets, and then they reference more of the South and o- Okanagan. So there's pine trees and deer, foxes, and even some small bats from time to time on their labels. So really interesting way of displaying the kind of their wides. It really catches your eye. Like there's been a few times walking through uh, liquor stores and it just catches my eye, even though I know exactly what it is. So really, really cool to look at it. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm, I'm looking at a few of them and it's like they do a matte black label and then the the tones of the gold and the silver and, and white and whatever else then produces a silhouette of yeah whatever image they're trying to portray. It's super cool. Yeah, really, really interesting. And are there all the characters like donkeys <laughs> <laughs> no they do uh foxes there's some deer i, I th- yeah there's some foxes and then like some other I like see, small yeah. animals that you'd find in the south okanagan yeah so that's kind of the story behind it the actual winery is set on the north side of a soyuz as and it's just off of the highway if you can call it a highway at that point, it's one lane going each way and it's winding its way up the up the north side of, yeah. the, of the hill. Technically, it's Highway 3, but it doesn't really f- feel like it at that point. And it's just overlooking... It's, it's one of the interior highways. Yes. Yes, I should probably... It's speak. a main roadway. Yeah. <laughs> it's a main roadway, yeah. Not a highway by yours or my standard. <laughs> and it overlooks the lake and the and the town of Asoyus and then the south part of the, the valley. And it's absolutely stunning. On a, a hot summer day, they have outdoor seating. It looks like somebody's house that they have a newly built house and they've got a uh, a wine tasting area and then they've got their kind of their cases and their store where you can buy buy bottles of wine they newly built uh, the last time they were there they had built an actual spe- specific wine tasting area where you and, a, and a other groups if there's other groups will stand and they'll talk you through each of the wines and they'll tell you the history of moon cursor and uh, and the winery itself it's a really really amazing experience the one thing that they don't do is food as far as i know now it's been a while since i've been there so that might have changed and apologies if it has yeah. but they were they haven't done food yet but their wine is absolutely fantastic they really sell themselves on deep and complex reds. Being in the Okanagan and being on the north slope, it gets tons of sun, and the warmer climate allows the soil to be to add the 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 deep richness to their to their reds, and it's really really spectacular reds. And they're in the the south part of BC, which actually can support the red wine exactly. production. So. Yeah, this is the only place in BC from my from my understanding that would be able to do it. One of uh, my wife and I being uh, amateur wine connoisseurs at the time and probably still technically amateur, we were really, this was like the first time that we actually had a somewhat deep and complex red wine. Being from the island, you don't really get, you, you, we don't have the climate for it. And the rest of BC, we don't really have the climate to do these deep and, and complex reds. So this was a huge change for us at the time and we were we were just taken by uh, what kind of flavor profile we were tasting so lots of tannins lots of uh leather and pepper i think the pepper was pepperiness to the to the red wine was what really struck us i know it really struck my wife like she was just absolutely in love with that kind of flavor profile and moon cursor has just a wide variety of of this with that with that kind of peppery and deep full-bodied base to it Oh, it just, they're just fantastic. One of our favorite. It was the first time we ever tried a Syrah. 
So Syrah traditionally being a, a deeper, more complex red. Uh, we had never tried anything like it at the time, so it was just absolutely fantastic. And if you look at some of the yeah. their the names of their wines, they kind of reference the <laughs> the the history behind it. So you have Border Vines as one of their reds as well. They have a they're, they're kind of reserve. Uh, reserve Syrah, they call Contraband Syrah, which I always found pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Dead of Night as well is another one. Yeah, and, and their, their white white and rosé blends Eclipse, Heist, and Moonlit. Yeah, exactly. So really fun uh, yeah. names with their wine bottles, or their, their kinds of wine. They've also kind of gone into a different area of, of grape, a different style of grape that I a lot of these I've never heard of before. So they've started planting, or they've planted... Arnese, Carmenere, Del, Delcetto, Tanet, Tempranillo, and Taruga Nacional. And I apologize in advance for absolutely butchering all of those, <laughs> all of those pronunciations. <laughs> well, and I, I noticed they also have a Viognier, which is what we just talked about in the last one, which yeah is obviously seeming to grow in popularity around BC. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's not your traditional grapes that you're able that BC was planting before they also do a petit petit verdot uh, so a lot of french style grapes and stuff so it's uh mm-hmm. it's a really 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 lovely kind of variety of different wines and you tend to you won't find really other than uh, other than maybe other wineries within this uh, uh soyuz you won't really find reds that are as deep and as complex as you would find in moon cursor and i think that's due to where they're where their grapes are grown especially they have so much sun mm-hmm. all the time and being on the north side of the river or and the uh, and the lake they get just get so much exposure and so you get tons of deep and flavorful red wines just fantastic yeah that's uh, awesome their white wines are good as well but i i think they're really pushing forward their their red wines and I mean, I am I am a big fan, and it seems like the rest of Canada is, because in 2019, they were voted best small winery in BC, and also finished second in the top 25 wineries in Canada. So they wow. are, so it's not just my opinion, although <laughs> that they, these guys are fantastic, and do uh, create beautiful, beautiful wines, it sounds like the rest of Canada is also taking notice. So that's really good to see. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so they are located 3628 Highway 3 East in the Soyuz. So it, it definitely worth, not even not even just the wine. The wines themselves are worth it, but the experience there, the people there are very knowledgeable about the wines. They, they take the time with you to explain how each of them are made, what grapes are used, why, why you're getting these deep reds in this specific area, the kind of soil composition and what that adds to the, each and every wine. Just sort of an amazing experience, if nothing else. And very picturesque. Oh, absolutely stunning, stunning views. Yeah, it sounds like it. It almost sounds like a vacation to the Soyuz is in order for us pretty soon here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need to go back. I miss it so much. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, you got any vacation time coming up? I do, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll call it a business trip. Yes, definitely business. But it's, yeah. it's uh, research. <laughs> okay. It's research for the... Uh, for yeah. the podcast. Research and development. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that means we can claim it on our taxes, right? It's a business yeah, expense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just do some live on on site recording. 
Ooh, that would be great. Yes. That would be fun, actually. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that was great. And the last two episodes were about alcoholic beverages, but the next one is going to be about food. So if yes. you're interested in stuff that doesn't involve alcohol, then stay tuned and we'll have plenty of that to come. Absolutely. Yeah, food. Mm, filling our bellies with good food. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because this actually originally conceived as being about food and then we tagged on the alcoholic and we're so excited about that that we decided to start with it. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's something that we're both very into, just trying different different things. Ugh, we yeah, well, we have such a great variety here in BC of everything that you could you could try something new every day from BC and probably still never get it done in your lifetime. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, no. I mean, I've lived here my entire life, and I still don't feel like I've even scratched the surface. Even parts of BC I've never been to before, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Tune in next to continue our journey of eating and drinking our way through BC. Make sure to subscribe where you find your podcast so that you never miss an episode, and follow us at Taste BC Radio on Instagram. We'd also love it if you were to leave a rating or a review so we can grow this into the best possible version of itself. And until next time, remember, supporting local is a vote with your wallet. Nice.